Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. social media and of course you can share us with a friend this episode is brought to you by our patreon supporters and by evening bills tonight we'll read from the bread and biscuit bakers and sugar boilers assistant written by robert wells and published in 1890 candy is made by dissolving sugar in water or milk to form a syrup, which is boiled until it reaches the desired concentration or starts to caramelize. The type of candy depends on the ingredients and how long the mixture is boiled. Candy comes in a wide variety of textures, from soft and chewy to hard and brittle. get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep Sugar. The clarifying and boiling of sugar to the different degrees must be considered 
as the key to all sorts of stove working, and I will give here the method used for clarifying sugar. The pan used must be perfectly clean and bright. Whisk two whites of eggs in one pint of water. Break 30 pounds of good lump sugar into small pieces and put it into the pan. Pour over it six quarts of water. Set it on a clear stove to melt, but be careful it does not blubber and boil before it is melted. When you see it rise, it is then boiling and must be stopped immediately by putting in one quart of water. When it rises again, add the same quantity of water and so on two or three times. This prevents the scum from boiling into the sugar and makes it rise to the top. Draw the pan to one side of the fire and take all the scum off. Let it continue to simmer. Keep adding a little water to make the remaining part of the scum rise. By this time, the scum will be very white and tough, which also take off if the sugar appear clear. Dip in your finger, and if a drop hang from it, it is of the first degree, called smooth, and may be put by for use. You may clarify a much smaller quantity of sugar by carefully attending to these instructions. Testing Sugar Granulated sugar is considered the best to use as it is less liable to adulteration than any other kind. Of moist sugars, Demerara is the best. The simplest way to test sugar for its purity is to dissolve a little in a glass of clear water. If the sugar be quite pure, the water will only be slightly thickened, but not in the least clouded. Neither will there be any sediment. To boil sugar to the different degrees. To the degree called pearled. Cover your preserving pan bottom two or three inches deep. Boil it briskly over a clear fire for a short time. Then dip in your finger and put it to your thumb. If, on separating them, a small string of sugar adheres to each, it is boiled to the degree called pearled. To the degree called Blown. After you have ascertained that the sugar is boiled to the degree called pearled, put in the skimmer and let it boil a few minutes. Then 
shake it out of the sugar and give it a blow. If sugar flies from the skimmer in small bladders, it is boiled to the degree called blown, to the degree called feathered. Continue to boil the sugar from blown for a short time longer. Take out the skimmer and give it a jerk over the pan, then over your head. And if sugar fly out like feathers, it is boiled to the degree called feathered. To the ball degree. To know when the ball has been acquired, first dip your finger into a basin of cold water, then apply your finger to the syrup, taking up a little on the tip and dipping it into the water again. If, upon rolling the sugar with the fingers and thumb, you can make it into a small ball, that is what is termed the small ball. When you can make a larger and harder ball, which you could not bite without it sticking unpleasantly to the teeth, you may be satisfied that it is the large ball to the degree called crackled. Boil the sugar from the degree called feathered a little longer. Dip a stick or a piece of pipe or your finger, if you are used to boiling, into water then into the sugar, and again into the water. If it crack with the touch, it is boiled to the degree called crackled, to the degree called caramelled. Boil the sugar still further. Dip a stick or your finger into water, then into the sugar and again into the water. If it snap like glass, it is of the highest degree, called caramelled, and must be taken off the fire immediately for fear of burning. This sugar is proper to caramel any sort of fruit. To boil sugar by the thermometer all the foregoing tests are according to the old style of boiling. But a boiling glass can now be had, which enables us to boil to a better degree of accuracy. Thus, to boil to the pearl, it is to boil to 220 degrees. The small thread, 228 degrees. The large thread, 236 the blow, 240, the feather, 242, the small ball, 244 degrees, the large ball, 250, the small crack, 261, the hard crack, 281, and the caramel, 360 degrees. Barley sugar. Put some sugar in a pan with water and place it on the fire to boil. When it is at the feather, 
add a little lemon juice and continue boiling to the caramel. When done, add a few drops of essence of lemon. Pour it on a marble slab previously oiled, cut into strips. When nearly cold, take the strips in your fingers and twist them. And when quite cold, put them into tin boxes and keep them closed down. The reason that barley sugar is so named is that it was originally made with a decoction of barley. Barley Sugar Drops These are made in the same manner as the preceding. You pour the sugar while hot into impressions made in dried icing sugar. Acid Drops Boil three pounds of loaf sugar, one pint of water, and a teaspoonful of cream of tartar to the caramel. Add a few drops of essence of lemon and pour it on an oiled marble slab or stone. Sprinkle on it a tablespoonful of powdered tartaric acid and work it in. Oil a tin sheet and put the sugar on it in a warm place. Then cut off a small piece and roll it into a round pipe. Cut this into small pieces the size of drops with a pair of scissors and roll them round under the hand. Mix with fine powdered sugar, sift the drops from it, and put them in boxes to be used as required. Pineapple Drops Cut the half of a pineapple into slices. Drop them into a mortar and pound them. Put the pulp into a cloth and extract the juice. Take as much sugar as will be required and boil it to the crack. When the sugar is at the feather, commence to add the pineapple juice. Pour it on slowly so that by the time the syrup is at the crack, it shall all be mixed in with the sugar. Finish as for barley sugar drops. Poppy drops. Extract the essence of the poppies, the wildflowers are the best, in hot water. Boil some sugar in a pan, the same way as for barley sugar drops, and add the decoction of poppies just before the syrup is at the crack. No essence of lemon should be used, and they need not be sugared when put into boxes. Ginger Drops Make these after the same manner as barley sugar drops, in boiling the sugar and flavor with a few drops of the essence of ginger just before the syrup is at the crack. Cayenne Drops these are made the same way as barley sugar drops and the poppy and ginger drops. Flavor a minute before the boiling sugar is at the crack. To give the cayenne flavor, add a few drops of the essence of capsicum. Ginger candy. Boil some clarified sugar to the ball and flavor with essence of ginger. Then rub some of the sugar against the sides of the pan with a spatula 
until the sugar turns white. Pour it into tins which have been oiled and put into the stove. The sugar should be colored with some vegetable yellow whilst boiling. Lemon candy. This is made in the same manner as ginger candy. Color yellow with a little saffron. Add a few drops of essence of lemon. This is made by boiling sugar to the feather and ball and grained by rubbing against the pan. Peppermint candy. The mode of making this candy is the same as that for making ginger candy. Only add essence of peppermint. Rose candy. Made the same way as ginger candy. Rose candy should be colored with cochineal or carmine. Burnt almonds. One pound of almonds, two pounds of sugar. Take two pounds of clarified sugar and boil it to the ball. Put one pound of Jordan or Valencia almonds, blanched and dried, into the pan with the sugar. Stir them from the fire and let them absorb as much sugar as possible. If you want them well saturated with sugar, repeat this until the sweetening is completed. Flavor with orange flower water. Cast sugar drops. Select the best refined sugar with a good grain. Pound it and pass through a coarse hair sieve. Sift again in a lawn sieve to take out the finest part. As the sugar, when it is too fine, makes the drops heavy and compact and destroys their brilliancy and shining appearance. Now put the sugar into a pan and moisten it with any aromatic spirit you intend to use. Using a little water to make it of such a consistence as to allow of its dropping off the spoon without sticking to it. Rose water is the best. It should be poured in slowly, stirring all the time with a wooden spatula. Color the sugar with prepared cochineal or any other color. Ground fine and moistened with a little water. The tint should be light and delicate. Then, take a small pan made with a lip on the right side so that when it is held in the left hand, the drops may be detached from the right. Put in the paste and place the pan in the stove on a ring that just fits in. Take a small spatula and stir the sugar until it dissolves and makes a slight noise, but do not let it boil, but remove it from the fire when it is near the boiling point. Then stir it well with the small spatula until of such a consistence that when dropped, 
it will not spread too much, but retain a round form. Should it, however, be too thin, add a little of the coarse powdered sugar, which should be reserved for the purpose, and make it of the thickness required. Take a smooth tin or copper plate and let the paste drop on it from the lip of the pan at regular intervals. You hold the pan in the left hand, and with a piece of straight wire in the right hand, you separate the drop of sugar from the lip of the pan, letting it fall on the tin. In the course of an hour and a half or two hours, the drops may be removed with a thin knife. If no copper plates are at hand, a piece of stout cartridge paper will do. Damp the back of the paper with a sponge when you wish to remove the drops. Rose Drops These are made as in the preceding case. Flavor with essence of rose and color with cochineal. Chocolate Drops Two ounces of chocolate, two pounds of sugar. The chocolate must be scraped to a powder and then made into a paste with cold water. Finishing as for cast sugar drops. Coffee drops. Two ounces of coffee. Two pounds of sugar. Make a decoction of coffee in the regular manner and add it to your sugar to make the paste or syrup. Finish in the same way as for cast sugar drops. Peppermint drops. Moisten the sugar, which should be white and of the finest quality, with peppermint water, or flavor it with the essence of peppermint and moisten it with a little clear water. See that your utensils are very clean. Pineapple Drops Take the pineapple and rub the rind on a piece of rough sugar. The sugar thus impregnated, you scrape off for use directly. Pound the pineapple and pass the pulp or juice through a fine hair sieve. Add the sugar just scraped off and as much more as you think it requires to make it sweet. Make it into a paste with clear water. Every precaution must be used as it soon greases. No more should be made than you actually want for immediate use. Vanilla Drops Two pods of vanilla. One pound of pounded sugar. Use the pods of vanilla in preference to the essence. The latter is apt to grease the paste. Cut the vanilla up very fine. Put it in a mortar and pound it well along with a portion of your sugar. When sufficiently smooth, sift it through a fine sieve. Finish as for the rest. Lemon Drops 
Rub off the yellow rind of some lemons on a piece of rough sugar. Scrape it off and mix it into your paste. Add sufficient to your sugar to give it a good flavor and color it a light yellow with saffron. Moisten with clear water and mix as the rest. Lavender, violet, musk, drops. These are all made the same way as above, being flavored with the essences that give it their names. Pink burnt almonds. Put one pint of clarified sugar in a round bottomed pan on a clear fire. Boil it to the degree called blown. Mix in as much prepared cochineal as will make it a good color. Boil it again to the degree called blown. Throw in the brown burnt almonds, free from small. Take the pan off the fire and stir the almonds well about in the sugar with the spatter until it is all upon them which is very easily done if you are careful. You may repeat this two or three times, which will make the almonds very handsome. Philadelphia Caramels Take 10 pounds of sugar, two quarts of rich cream, one and a half pounds of glucose, one pound of fresh butter, one teaspoonful of cream of tartar, one pound of cocoa paste, and a quarter of a pound of white wax of paraffin. Boil these to the crack. Pour upon a greased marble slab between iron bars and let it remain until cold. Then cut it into small cubes and fold in wax paper. Boston Chips These are made of sugar boiled to the hard crack, flavored and tinted to suit your fancy. It is then poured upon a greased marble slab. As soon as it becomes sufficiently cold, the edges are turned in and the batch is folded in a mass, placed upon the candy hook and pooled. It is then run through a machine, the iron rollers of which are set very closely together so that the candy comes through as thin as a wafer it is then cut into strips to suit, or it may be wound around an oiled round stick and then slipped off, making a curl. Two or more colors may be joined together before it is run through the machine, thus making a party-colored ribbon. Engagement Favors Break up one pound of loaf sugar into small particles. Let it dissolve in a pan 
with a half pint of water and two spoonfuls of lemon juice. Skim and boil to the ball. Add pieces of lemon peel tied together with a string. Boil until a sample is brittle. Take out the lemon peel. Pour out the sugar on an oiled slab, taking care to distribute it so that the whole mass cools at the same time. It is pulled, manipulated, and cut in the ordinary way. A small part of the sugar, colored red and boiled separately, may be used to variegate the sweets and should be worked in just before cutting. To spin a silver web. Take one pint of clarified sugar and one teaspoonful of lemon juice. Boil it in a small pan to the degree called carameled. The moment the sugar is ready to take it off, and put the bottom of the pan in cold water. As soon as the water is warmed, take the pan out. This precaution will keep the sugar from discoloring. As this sugar is to represent silver, you must be particularly careful not to boil it too high. Have ready a crocanth mold, neatly oiled with sweet oil. Then, take a teaspoon and dip the shank of it into the sugar on one side of the pan. Take up a little sugar and throw the spoon backwards and forwards in the mold, leaving as fine a thread as possible. Continue to do so until the mold is quite full. You must observe that there be no blotches and that the threads be as fine as hair. You may then take it out and cover it over a custard or any other sweet and may, if you please, raise it by spinning light threads of sugar on the top. To spin a gold web, proceed with a gold web exactly the same as with the silver web, only boil the sugar a moment longer. A spun sugar pyramid. Provide four or five round molds, the one larger than the other. Oil them neatly, then boil your sugar as for silver web. Only let it remain on the fire one minute longer. Then, take up sugar with the shank of the spoon and spin it as near the side of the mold as possible, but let no blotches appear. 
do this to the four molds. As soon as cold, take them out and fix one above another with hot sugar. Then spin long lengths of sugar round until they form a complete pyramid. You may spin long threads of sugar to represent a feather and place them on the top. Or you may place a sprig of myrtle on the top and spin long lengths of sugar around it. The way to do it is to take the shank of your spoon, dip it into the cool sugar at the side of the pan, Take hold of a bit of the sugar with your finger and thumb and pull it out to any length and fineness you please. To spin a gold cup. Provide a copper mold like a cup. It must be made in three parts and must be perfectly smooth within. Oil each neatly and spin sugar in each. If two persons can spin at the same time, it will be much better. When the three molds are perfectly covered with sugar and cold, take out each and put them together in a proper manner with hot sugar. You may ornament the cup with gum paste, which will make it very beautiful. Note. In boiling sugar to spin, great care must be taken to have a clear fire and only to boil a small quantity at a time in a small brass pan. If you have two or three sugars to spin, you must use two or three pans. One person may be attending to the boiling while another is spinning. A teaspoonful of lemon juice must be put to a pint of clarified sugar. If the sugar is likely to boil over the top of the pan, drop one drop of sweet oil from your finger into the sugar, which will stop it immediately. A spun sugar beehive. Mold 20 or 30 bees in gum paste as near the color and shape as possible. Make a hole with a pin on each side of the mouth and let them dry. Make some of the wings extend as if flying. Provide a large round crocanth mold as near the shape of a beehive as possible. Then boil the sugar as formerly instructed. Spin the sugar hot close to the inside of the mold. It must be regularly spun 
and very strong, the threads very fine, and no blotches. When it is so, let it stand until quite cold, then turn it out of the mold onto a large dish and ornament as under. To ornament a beehive. Before you begin to boil the sugar, take as many borders out of your gum paste molds as will go round the bottom. Also, take out leaves for the top. Run a husk round the sides to represent the matting of the hive. Lay your borders and leaves on a marble slab with a cloth over them to keep them moist. You may also twist a length of gum paste like a wreath and make it into a large ring. This must be dried. Then, fix on the ornaments with a little hot sugar and set the ring upright on the top. You may then spin long lengths of sugar very fine onto a tin plate. Take the bees and fix them with hot sugar on the top and sides of the hive. Break the lengths of sugar in short pieces and fix them in the holes made in the bees. You may also form three entrances into the hive with the gum paste husk. Coloring sugar to prepare sugar for coloring. Take good loaf sugar, get it ground well, put it through a sieve. What remains in the hair sieve, put into a fine wire sieve and sift it. And the sugar which comes through the wire sieve will be rough sugar, proper for coloring. To color sugar. Divide the sugar into as many parts as you intend to color. Put each into a sheet of paper. Then prepare your colors. Take a round bottom pan and put it on a warm stove. Pour in your lot of sugar. Stir it about with a dry whisk until the sugar is warm. Add the color. Stir it well with the whisk to make the sugar all of that color. Then stir it about till the sugar is nearly dry when you may spread it about on the sheet of paper. You may proceed in this manner with all the colors. The first color 
used should be yellow. And the next green, which may be colored in the yellow pan and with the same whisk. You must then wash both and color red. And after that, orange. When the sugar is cold, sift it to take out any coupled. Then bottle it separately. It will be found to be a useful article to ornament biscuits and creams. Blue coloring. Take a fig of the best indigo. Dip one side in warm water and rub it on a marble slab until you gain the strength you want. Or, if you wish for a quantity, put a fig into a small cup. Drop a tablespoon of water upon it and let it stand half an hour. Then pour off the water at the top and you will have a fine, smooth color. Green coloring. Take some strong saffron color and a little of the fine melted blue. Mix them well together, which will make a green color. If you want a pale green, use more yellow. If a dark green, use more blue. Another way. Take a quantity of spinach. Pick the leaves from the stalks. Put them very tight down in a small pan. Add a small quantity of water. Cover them closely up. And set the pan on a warm stove for two hours. Then turn the leaves into a coarse canvas. And let two persons twist it round until all the liquor is squeezed out. Set it on a clear fire in a small pan and let it boil one minute. When cold, bottle and cork it tight. Note, the vegetable coloring bought at shops which manufacture it, especially for confectioners, is the safest, cheapest, and best. Orange coloring. Take one teaspoonful of cochineal color and the same quantity of the saffron liquor. Mix them together and you will have an orange color. Orange 
If it be too red, add a little more yellow. If it be too yellow, add a little more red. Red coloring. Beat one ounce of cochineal fine in a mortar, to which put one and a half pints of soft water and a half an ounce of cream of tartar. Simmer them in a pan for half an hour over a slow fire. You may ascertain the strength by dipping in a piece of writing paper. If not sufficiently strong, simmer it again for a short time. When nearly cold, strain it through a strong piece of canvas. And before you bottle it, add two ounces of double refined sugar. Yellow coloring. Put the best saffron down tightly in a small jar. Pour a little boiling water over it. Cover it up closely and set it in a warm place for half an hour, turning it two or three times in the water, then strain and bottle it for use. Lozenges. Lozenges are made of loaf sugar finely ground, gum arabic dissolved in water, also gum dragon. These are mixed together into a paste, cut round or oval with cutters, and dried. To make the best sort of lozenges, One pound of gum arabic should be dissolved in one pint of water, but the proportion of gum and water in general use is two and a half pounds of gum arabic in one quart and a half pint of water and one ounce of gum dragon in a half pint of water. Peppermint lozenges. Take some finely powdered loaf sugar. Put it on a marble slab. Make a bay in the center. Pour in some dissolved gum and mix it into a paste. Flavor with the essence of peppermint. Roll the paste on the marble slab until it is about an eighth of an inch 
thick. Use starch powder to dust it with. This keeps it from sticking. Dust the surface with a little starch powder and sugar and rub it over with the palm of your hand. 